Hello. Ooh, yeah. What's going on, man? It's Aiden Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 19th of January, 2021. How are you guys? Thanks for listening. I'm drinking my tea. My tea's been sitting here for a little bit. I uh, The podcast feels a little bit like I'm just tired today, so it feels kind of like a chore at the moment. But hey, it's going to be fun. <laughs> no, it's got, it will be good. Oi, no, no, no. I'm always tentative to like admit that I, um, you know, at the start, if I don't want to do it, because I'm scared that it'll make you switch off. But I mean, ultimately, who cares? Because this is for what makes this good is when I enjoy it. So if I'm weirdly, if I'm being selfish, it's actually for you. (laughs) And we are in. What's going on? Yeah, I just um, I just was like procrastinating starting the pod for ages. I got home from work. Um, oh, you know what? Why not start the week with the big story of the week? Why, why hold off? Why not just start where it starts? On Thursday, I was at work jardining and uh, I got a fucking palm spike in my leg and I went to hospital and uh, they pulled it out. It was like seven inches long. Seven inches? No, no, seven centimeters. Only joking. It's not as big as my penis. <laughs> what plant could possibly grow a spike as big as my penis? <laughs> Impossible. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, it was like seven centimeters long and uh, it just, it, so it went into my shin. I was, I was, uh, the way that I feel about this incident is a lot of people, I guess, have been, I wasn't doing anything wrong. That's what I want to say. For There's been a lot of victim blaming in this. In the palm spike incident, there's been a lot of like, what were you wearing? Okay. Um, You know, were you looking at the palm spike first? Was it all other different types of suggestive things that I'm not going to make any more of those jokes because it was starting to get, I didn't want to be a dick. A lot of people have been, you know, like, I, I guess implying that it was somehow my fault. And I guess in a way it was. Um, I was carrying this. So we're doing this house at work that is like 15 million-ish dollar house. Um, and it's been left to just kind of grow and get overgrown for like three years or something like that's crazy. So over the next few weeks, we're going in and um, just cleaning up everything in the garden and chucking a whole bunch of stuff. How's this? There's a trampoline. You know trampolines, sometimes it's like in a pit. So there's like a big hole in the ground and the trampoline sits in that, so it's at ground level. Um, This house has one of those. Oh, oh dear. And then I start crying out of jealousy. (laughs) A trampoline pit. Oh, how the other half lives. Um, this, uh, yeah, this place has, uh, one of those, but like someone in the family or whatever took the trampoline. So it's just a big pit in the ground in the backyard and they're going to fill it in. So we've been chucking all of the rubbish in there. And I would love to say that it's just green waste. I'd love to say that it's just like lawn clippings and old leaves and, you know, bits of 
fucking whatever sticks, twigs, roots. But it's not. There was also we put like some bricks in there, some treated timber. Um, there was uh, like some sort of heater, like a radiator thing, a bunch of stuff that shouldn't go in the ground, you know. And I mean, we're gardeners, so like if we're doing this, what are people who don't work with nature, like builders? I think it's pretty common practice actually to have a bunch of rubbish and just chuck it in a hole in the ground and bury it. And you know what? I think I've actually gone off about people who do that on this podcast before because I found a bunch of bricks buried in my fucking backyard and I was like, what kind of a person (laughs) would do that? There's a person who doesn't want to pay for a skip. Or the person who has paid for a skip and is out the front of the house, but they don't want to have to keep walking out the front to chuck their shit in the skip that's out the front. So they've just got a hole in there and they just chuck it in the hole. It's easier. <laughs> and I'm that kind of person, evidently. Um, and um, there was this back kind of corner area that was just full of old leaf litter and it was dusty. It is. It, I mean, it's, it's like the shittiest part of the... Of the whole yard, Dude, this whole this yard, man. There's like a oh, sorry. There's like a disused swimming pool that's like the water is like a quarter of the height, and it's all fucking mold and shit in there. Like it must be so. It's putrid is the perfect word for it. And uh, there's the, the swimming pool area though. Like it's fenced off, it's tiled, and then there's a little house, like a little structure building next to the swimming pool where I don't know you fucking. Sleep with the maid. I don't know what happens. I don't know what it's for. There's a toilet, like a toilet room and a bath, like a shower and a toilet in one room. What do you call that? A lavatory, a water closet, right? Some, you know, one of them. And then, so like adjoining that, there's just a room and it had linoleum flooring. And I'm like, what do you fucking do in that room? It doesn't open out. Weirdly, it doesn't open out onto the pool area, which seems fucking like a missed opportunity. Who wants to be swimming in the pool and then have another little room? Like, you can't be fucked walking the 10 metres. That's how big this house is. 10 metres to your back door to go in the, the house proper. There's just another little house there. And here's the povo mentality that I have was I was like, I wonder if they would just let me like move in and just rent this little area. (laughs) I wonder if I could downsize my life to the point where I just live in this, what is essentially a place for rich people to take off their shorts, dry their asses and put on pants. I wonder if they would let me live in there (laughs) <laughs> just for a second I had that thought fuck man this, this is free oh dude like the tram's pretty far but you know there's, there's electricity anyway so that's this it's big as fuck right and um, I'm going into this dirty little area on the other side of the yard someone asked me to say like to give them it must be the measurements must be something like I reckon 30 metres across on the street and maybe like a hundred meters deep, I reckon, something like that. And anyway, um, there's this palm tree uh, with the big. It's like you know, must be six, seven, eight meters high, maybe maybe ten meters high. I'm not good with meters, or I'm not good with I don't know heights and shit. But it's a big tree, 
and there's all dead branches kind of hanging off it and I'm pulling those branches off and chucking them in the trampoline pit and I pull one off and then I'm carrying it. It's like, you know, maybe twice as long as I am tall carrying it and I go to drop it, I just drop it and there's spikes at the base of the branch where the branch connects to the trunk of the tree and um, I'm wearing jeans and leather gloves or whatever gloves I'm supposed to be wearing. I don't know if they're leather. There's some sort of material they're given to me by my boss. And uh, the spike went, how wild is it that I'm getting defensive about being hurt? <laughs> anyway, um, the spike went through my jeans into my shin of my right leg. And um, I didn't even feel it. I just felt some sort of prick, you know? I was like, oh, so some hurt, but nothing seems to be wrong. Like nothing was sticking out of my jeans and I felt my leg and I was like, oh, there's like a lump on my like under my jeans. So I fucking lifted my jeans up and there's just a big fat lump in my leg with this tiny little end, like a fucking three or four millimeter diameter thing sticking out of the hole. And there's no, there's like nothing of it protruding. It's always just buried in my leg. And I try, I, I, as soon as I see that, I'm like, oh, I'm down. I am down. I'm sitting on the floor. I call out ah! to my mate who's working there and he's like, you're all right? And I'm like, no. <laughs> what a moment that is. You're right, mate. No. <laughs> a moment of real. They say men can't be vulnerable, right? <laughs> I so wanted to say yes. I so wanted to be like, I'm fine, but come anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be. I'm actually, brother. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. He came over and and limped me, like kind of, you know, held my arm while I limped to the car. And my boss took me to the hospital. Went to the hospital. And, uh, it just, it didn't start hurting. I was freaking out because I'm looking at this thing that's just like punched a fucking hole in my leg, but, uh, it wasn't hurting. And that sounds like I'm trying to be like, ah, man, it didn't hurt. You know, it was fine. It sounds like I'm trying to pretend like I'm, you know, like I'm not a pussy, like as if that would make women want to. <laughs> <laughs> want to have sex with me oh my god you got a palm spike in your leg and you said that it didn't hurt but it actually did that's cool <laughs> what's that you've been on Centrelink for over 12 months <laughs> tell me more about that palm spike though <laughs> hot stuff <laughs> um I get to the hospital and they fucking, I'm feeling indignant. I'm like, why aren't more people fussing over me? And uh, they put me in a little wheelchair thing and they're talking to me and the nurses are joking around and it was all very lovely. You know, it made me, um, this was something that was very humbling. I hate to use that word because it's such a wanky word for people who want to try and sound humble to be like, I was humbled. And then everyone goes, oh, my God, you're so humble. You said humbled, and now that's a word that I'm thinking of while you're talking, so you must be that word. I think it's a very manipulative word to use. When anyone says they're humbled, I'm immediately suspicious. What are you trying to get me to – why do you need me to like you so you're saying that you were humbled? Fuck you. 
Anyone who's ever been humbled by something, I reckon you're fucking up to some shit and I don't trust you. <laughs> um, one issue right now that I'm having is that I'm almost finished my tea and I'm only like a third of the way through the allotted time of the podcast. Fuck, what a nightmare. <sighs> so uh, <clears throat> get to the hospital and joking with the nurses and... Um, yeah, they all, I mean, my boss was awesome. Everyone was awesome. Everyone was so lovely, which seems as a surprise. It comes as a surprise to me, I guess, which is weird because, like, what did I expect them to do? Like, hurt your leg, DJ? Well, fuck you. I guess I've just heard so many horror stories of hospitals and, you know, like emergency rooms with people waiting so long. That's what was in my mind Um, was, like, imagine if I was in America right now and... I just wouldn't get seen to. I would just be waiting there for hours and it would cost me thousands of dollars to have that fucking thing happen to me. As it was, my boss, thank fuck, had work cover and it cost him a bit out of pocket, which he'll get back and it didn't cost me a, a cent, you know? Um. Anyway, oh yeah, I was on the... How is this? I was on the fucking operating table or the the little bed, whatever. Like they were cutting me, cutting my leg open to pull it out within half an hour of it happening. 45 max, absolute max. I got I, I got injured in Turak, which is the richest suburb. It's just, actually, I looked it up. It's the second richest suburb in Australia. Um, so I went to a fucking nice hospital, which was amazing. But um, yeah, man, it just... So I got in there. I'm in the wheelchair thingy. The nurse talks to me. I'm, she's making me laugh, you know, putting me at ease. I'm freaking out a bit. They're saying what they're going to do. They take me into this little room. I lie down. They give me some Panadol things and then they um, they try, they try give me the like laughing gas stuff and they try and take it out and it's like, nah, it's not going. So they put a local anesthetic around my leg, three needles, give me the gas again and um, they cut my leg a little bit and then they pull it. And it just comes out, my boss today, I'm back at work already, my boss said it came out like a sheath, like a sword, just like whoosh, straight out. And um, and that was that. I think that's the end of the story, really. It was just, it was, it was very anticlimactic. It was terrifying to have in there, but it didn't really hurt, didn't cost me any money. I had the day off work the next day. I had to go back to the hospital. Oh, this was the thing. Afterwards... <clears throat> After, so like I was there for like two hours. I called my mum and told her, mum, I got a thing, <laughs> but I'm fine. But I just wanted to tell you, <laughs> what a pussy. Oh. Mm -hmm. What a coward reaching out to someone who loves you in a moment of fear. <laughs> what a pathetic act. Contemptible. Um, yeah, I called my, yeah, I called my mum. I messaged my girlfriend first and then I called my mom and then I put it on Instagram and I've never had so many replies. Oh God, that was that the endorphins were running high. Let me tell let me bloody tell you. <laughs> the endorphins were up. Um yeah, I got crazy fucking I must have had like fifty message replies on that. That was cool. Maybe if you, I really wanted to launch a podcast, I should just get like a really serious injury. That, <laughs> how about that as a way to promote the podcast? I cut my arm off. 
and then and then I just I inform the media. And I go, hey, by the way, I've been I've been doing a podcast journal for the last three and a bit years. So if you want to try and track where along the line it went wrong, <laughs> have a have a listen. And then in my mind, I'm like, I reckon they'll just like it, and you know, they'll find what they're looking for, but they'll keep enjoying it, and you know, just continue on listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea for promotion. Um, I cut my arm off and then inform the media. <laughs> That's good shit, isn't it? That's a running. I like that as a running theme for this podcast, different ways to promote the podcast. If any of you guys have any ways that I could promote this podcast, like let me know. Serious or joke submissions, all welcome. Um, I need anything I can get, to be honest. <laughs> cut my arm off. <laughs> Just cut it into cut it into small segments and mail it to like the five largest news outlets or 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 just like other podcasters in Australia and <laughs> from your fellow podcaster. That's <laughs> uh, good. I reckon that's the best one so far. Better than fucking paying for ads. That's for bloody sure. What I was humbled by was after I was discharged, discharged <laughs> from, <laughs> um, I uh, I got home and the doctor called me and was like, because I had an that's right, I had an X ray because they wanted to check if there was any other shit in there still left because that's the main thing. I'm on antibiotics, antibiotics, antibiotics as well. Um, because the main thing is if there's any of that little spike left in there, any organic matter, it might get infected. Um, infected! It might get infected! So they put me on a course of antibiotics and they. Uh, my boss was saying today, I didn't see this, but apparently the doctor was like in the little hole in my leg where the spike was. He was in there with a fucking syringe just flushing it full of like antiseptic or whatever. And uh, my boss was like, the look of glee on his face, <laughs> which is like, I totally get it, man. That doctor was so fucking cool. But anyway, I got home and um, he called me and he was like, oh, hey, I was just talking to like a plastic surgeon and uh, they were saying maybe an ultrasound might pick up stuff that an x-ray wouldn't just so that we can check if there's anything left in there. So I might book you in for an ultrasound tomorrow if that's cool. And I was like, of course, whatever, you know, I was still scared. I'm like, I don't want to lose my fucking, I don't want to lose my leg. Although that would give me a way to promote the podcast. Anyway, so they booked me in for the ultrasound, but like it, yeah, it just struck me that I was there in the hospital and then they were like, okay, cool. That's you done. We've got it out. They discharged me. And then that guy, my doctor was still walking around like mulling over my case the way that I think about a bad gig that I had and just like figuring it out and try like he was interested in it on a level past. It's not just a job for this guy. It's like, it's interesting to him. He's not just on autopilot. He's a good doctor who cares and wants to make sure that everything's all good. How fucking cool is that? It was very, like, humbling is such a shit word for it. It was, I was impressed. I was grateful 
that my doctor cared about my leg, even if it's not necessarily the leg that he cares about, it's just the solving of a problem and making sure that all bases are covered. He cared about doing a good job. And uh, I asked him about it when I went in the next day for my ultrasound. I just finished my tea. I asked him about it. I said, you know, I was really grateful. Like, thank you for being so diligent and taking the time to make sure that this is all good. And uh, he kind of said, like, you know, this is a private hospital, so <clears throat> we like to provide, like, a gold standard of care. And in the public hospital sector, which he said he had just come from working in, often it's just that there's not enough time because there are so many patients. There's no time to be that thorough. Um, which is just a bummer, isn't it? I mean... I mean, it's lucky that my boss is like runs a business and it's a good business that he runs and he has work cover <clears throat> and can afford work cover from the business and so he has it and, and you, like, you know, so I could get top-notch care. I mean, I don't know. It made me start thinking about all political stuff, you know, how insane that in America you just wouldn't get seen to for that and maybe people do lose their legs over that kind of shit. Probably not shit like that. I don't know. I also don't want to seem like I'm like, oh, man, it was so serious. Like, thank God, because I know it wasn't that serious. But it just, it was scary. It was scary to get a thing in my leg because I'm like, this is a new experience for me. And I don't know, like, is this what people lose legs over? Like, I know they're not going to cut my leg off before they take it out or whatever. I know, like, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know they're not like, well, the spike's in there, so the leg's fucked. But, <laughs> like, shit does get infected and, like, it's nice that we have modern medicine so I don't lose my leg. Was that something? He, all right, here's an honest thought that uh, I am a little ashamed of because it does seem like I'm being very dramatic about the whole experience. But I was on the like bed thing when they were they gave me the laughing gas the nos the nitrous oxide the nitrous oxide and first thing i noticed was like the pain it was real scary it was like okay here's today when i was gardening there was this wheelbarrow full of grass and it had been sitting like grass clippings it had been sitting there for like i don't know a month maybe a while and I had to empty it into the green bin to get it out of the wheelbarrow. And I tipped it out and it smelled so fucking bad because it had no drainage and there was a bit of water in there and it really heats up because the grass clippings are, I don't know why, for some reason they heat up. Like the water inside, it's insulated, whatever. It had just started to ferment or something and it smelled it smelled like the toilets at like a music festival. It smelled really bad and I did the emptying out with the shovel and whatever and then um, that that bit of the yard smelled for the next like hour. And so I was holding my breath and like not breathing through my nose when I was around it. Cause it just smelled really fucking bad. And I found myself almost being scared to breathe in, to like breathe through my nose because the smell was so bad. And if you're familiar with that and being scared of a bad smell, that was kind of how it was with the pain when they were cutting my leg. Cause it did hurt when they were like started to pull it out but I was on the NOS, so I felt it start to hurt and then I felt nothing, but my hands were sweaty and my brain was like going, there was like 
crazy static happening in my brain and I could feel them like tugging it. I could feel the like tug, tug, tug on my leg, but it wasn't accompanied by any pain. And I realized what I was feeling was like the drugs making, rendering the pain harmless to me. It was like a real out of body experience. It was like I was aware of them tugging at my leg, but there was no, nothing else like accompanied by it. What? No, that's not it. I was aware of them tugging at my leg. And it felt like the pain was right there. Much like today with the bin, there was like a smell right there. And I knew if I just opened my nose, I could access that smell and it would be bad. And it felt like when I was having them pull that thing out of my leg, if I just, there was like a door in my brain that if I just opened it up, I'd fucking be able to feel all the pain that was happening down there. But I was scared. I was so terrified of the pain that I just, I just, I was taking huge deep breaths on this NOS thing because I was scared of the pain. I just didn't want to experience it. Maybe that's why I was able to feel so thankful to the doctors and to my boss and everyone because I was on drugs. Maybe the drugs gave me a little revelation because here's the thing with me and NOS is I had a mate years ago get pretty fucked up on NOS and uh, like the drug because it's the same. What they give you, apparently what they give you is 70% nitrogen or nitrous oxide and the rest oxygen. I don't know, but they kept saying 70%. So I assume it's not like full strength, but it's like doing Nang's. And I've never liked Nangs because my mate got really fucked up on them. And so I've always been pretty scared to take a real deep breath. But when I was there trying to run from the pain, I was taking like massive breaths more than I ever have when I've done them with friends. And uh, maybe I got a little bit of the like outer body experience or like drug high experience that people get because I came out of that after the operation and I felt so grateful and like almost inordinately grateful, you know, I felt very at peace and very happy. I just felt really good about the whole experience, man. (laughs) I really have, um, I guess I'm like, I'm I'm defensive about people like going, oh, were you being a fuckhead? Because I don't feel like I was being a fuckhead. But in terms of the experience as a whole, I feel really good about it. And, uh, and I have, they let me keep the little spike thing afterwards. I've got it in, uh, one of those jars that you piss in when they, when you do like a chlamydia test, you guys all had your chlamydia tests lately. Um, (laughs) so yeah, I'm thinking I might get the spike. Uh, I don't know how to do this, but I genuinely am going to Google it as soon as I finish recording this. I want to see if I can get it put in resin or uh, is it resin? I keep saying the wrong thing. Acrylic. Is it acrylic or is it resin? Wax. Honey. Oh. <laughs> I want to get it in honey and eat it and use it as chopsticks. Now, I want to get it made into like a little statuette. That'd be cool, right? And just have it on my table and be like, that was in my fucking leg. You can see the blood splotches on it. It's cool as shit. And it's like the end of it is so sharp. Fuck, it's terrifying, man. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So anyway, what else was I going to talk about? I think that's. I think that like might be close to it. I reckon that's going to be... Oh, that was pretty cool. Also, that day, there was a thick 
glass table um, that we moved. It was like a glass, like a thick glass tabletop um, on like a metal stand. And we moved it because we needed to mow the lawn in that area. And we moved it so it was like half in the shade, half in the sun. And uh, the sun heated up one part and not the other part. So when we stopped for lunch and my mate put his Coke on the thing, the whole glass just went doom and fucking cracked. And you could see it was because of the heat because it cracked down the the contour of where the shadow was on the table. How crazy is that? The whole thing just fucking split in half. Maybe I'll make the spike the picture for this week and then as an additional photo, I'm just going to put that on the, uh, on, the, on the fucking Instagram. So go to at sitting under podcast if you want to see a bit of glass that was split from the sun. <laughs> All right? If that's like the kind of thing that you fuck with, go check that out. Um, I've got a new bit that I'm doing that has been killing the last few weeks. I guess I'll talk about that. What do, no, what do I want to talk about? I was playing piano just before. That was great. I feel like I'm in a a bit of an area with piano where I'm like, there's a lot of possibility opening up in front of me at the moment. Um, I've just had this idea for the show that I want to do where I play piano and do stand-up and so I feel very invigorated about playing the piano. And at the moment, I'm enjoying trying to mess around with like just a left-hand uh, like a ba- like the bass note and something else like a chord, like a bass note, dong dong, like a dong dong, just on the like the bass note of the chord, and then bring the left hand up, so it's like dong 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 dong, something like that, like you know, a little vamping, and then in the right hand, just improvising a melody, and that's kind of fun. Um, I'm really like at the most basic level of it so far. Rhythmically, it's kind of hard to figure out in my head. Um, but I'm hoping I will get used to that and then soon enough be able to improvise. And at the moment, it's just a very basic style. It's almost like a classical style. Um, but hopefully I will learn to do it in other styles. I think it's just rhythm and maybe the chord voicings that change in different styles. So that's very exciting. Um, that's kind of where I want to be at as well is I want to be able to pick a, pick a, a, a chord progression and just improvise through it or maybe make up my own chord progressions. You know, who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm realizing I'm not, um, like maybe harmonically or it's all rhythm for me for sure is the easiest bit. And then chords, I can do basic chords. I can, I guess, voice them with different extensions. But melody is actually really hard to get like a really nice melody and have it really stand out and be catchy. Yeah. I don't know. that, And that's, that's like the most obvious thing in music. It's, it's the melody, you know? That's the bit that's like, la, 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 you know? <laughs> that's something that I'd like to work on because I've been listening to... Um, Oh man, there's this song called Prickly Pear by Portico Quartet. Have a listen to it. Go on uh, Spotify and listen to it. It's like, I think they're called Portico Quartet. The song's called Prickly Pear anyway. And uh, it's just, there's like a xylophone kind of thing and maybe a clarinet. And uh, the clarinet is just playing this real funky rhythm. It's so catchy and cool. And then they all solo around it. And... um, 
that's what I've been messing around with as like a little starter on the piano. I don't actually. I should talk about this on Saturday night. I got uh, a random offer for a gig. I was on my mate Lewis Garnham's podcast. If you need another podcast to listen to, check out Can I Borrow Your Brain, um, hosted by Lewis Garnham, who's a great Melbourne comic and super funny, super smart dude, and he interviews people about stuff and he interviewed me about stuff a few months ago and uh, one of his friends heard me on the podcast and then hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to come and do comedy at our house? And uh, so me and my girlfriend went and I did my show that I haven't done in like six, eight months, which was amazing to like seven or eight people there but they let me kind of run through it and it was fun and they enjoyed it and I had a good time and my girlfriend got to see that because she hasn't seen the show. And then we were just at these people's house, which was like, you know, just hanging out, meeting them. And they have a little band room where they had like a, an electric piano, they had a bass and they had a little drum set, a, a little drum set for a tiny little drummer boy. I jumped on the piano a bit and I started playing, but I wasn't really feeling that. Because I'm like, you know, I don't just want to play Chopin to these people. It's not really the vibe. But um, I jumped on the drums and like, you know, my I always wanted to play drums. I wanted to play drums when I was a kid. And my mom said, no, you have to learn piano first because you have to get a good like foundation musically. Which actually I've now realized that she didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. But also I think she just didn't want me to play the drums because it was really loud and annoying. Um, so I played piano and then I ended up loving piano and now I just, I love piano and it's great, but I always wanted to play drums and my piano teacher said that I had a very rhythmic style and understanding of the music, like based in rhythm, which actually I'm starting to understand more and more what that means. But anyway, I just always felt cheated, you know, that I never got to learn drums and I used to play a little bit, fuck around on the drum kit, you know, when, um, in, in school, like when we were in bands and stuff, we all used to try each other's instruments and I just always loved playing the fucking drums, man. And on Saturday night, I jumped on the drums and I just like, go. I was on there for like maybe 20 minutes and I like started to get more confident, try different rhythms and uh, one of the guys jumped on the bass and he was really good and he was just improvising and he was like, you know, all right, more, like he was looking at me going like, okay, more, more like energy now. And I would like change the fill a little bit, change the beat. And then we would like go down and I'd play softer. And it just, we jammed. I jammed on the drums with some guy on the bass and it was sick. And everyone was like cheering. Everyone else was like in the room and they were all cheering. And then afterwards we like finished it up and it was like, smashed the fucking cymbal. And we were like, yes! And I like went over and fucking gave him a hug and he like pulled me onto him and we were like, yeah, that was sick. And my girlfriend was like, do you want a drum set for Christmas? You fuck. How do you fucking know how to do that? And I was like, I can play. And anyway, I watched the video of it afterwards and it was, I was fine. <laughs> it wasn't like, <laughs> it was nowhere near as good as it was in my head. But um, it was still pretty sick. I played the drums. All right. I think that's the podcast for this week, to be honest. Thank you guys very much uh, for listening. Maybe I'll even put the video of me playing the drums up on the gram as well. Why not? I'm doing a big gram dump this week. 
and I don't mean flushing my coke down the toilet. All right, that's the podcast. Thank you very much. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree.